Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Honk. Movie musings for mostly everybody. Welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I am your chunk. I'm Doge, and I have to chunk. It's not just in me, it is me. And I'm... (laughs) Nana! Casey girl. (laughs) (laughs) I just know she's going to sweet again. Okay. And I'm Carter, and I don't have a hunk, and yet, here we are. It's <laughs> very good. Hey, the thing is that you do, we, Jordan and I have a hunk, and it's you. It's you. Uh, and why are we here? I believe that I have the best grito. Okay. Ooh. I would love for you to put your money um, <clears throat> about or... <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, that's... I'm not even going to try. I was going to say, me neither. That's definitively the best greeting. Yeah, there we are. It's so fun to do. Had you tried that before? I have done that a lot of my life. Grew up in West Texas. Yeah. And half of the town and half of my friends in high school were Hispanic. And so like would hang out at their houses all the time. Tios and like everybody would like, we would do greetos together and had a neighbor in Oak Cliff that we did it. It's fun. It's just a lot of fun. That is very fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's cool. Everybody's a really different. Uh, shout out to Carlos Velasquez. His is incredibly unique. I hope that we can get a recording from him. I know he listens to the podcast. <laughs> His is really fun. It's like little tight, like, oi, oi, oi. I don't know how to describe it, but he does it perfectly. Also, shout out to him. He just got engaged. Woo! Early shout out. Way to oh, go, Tracy cool. and Carlos, big fans of the podcast. That's uh, awesome. Marriage. Many S- gritos for you. Send us your gritos. Send us your gritos. Please. Season's gritos. Season. <laughs> Please send us your gritos. Please. That would make me very happy, actually. Yeah, actually, I love that idea. That started as a joke. Please, Oh my please, gosh, please, I think we should totally do that. Please send us your gritos. Yep. Wow. Through our Instagram. Yeah. Please. So in case you can't tell, we're talking about a movie. One that is... If I if I may say pretty great though pretty great <laughs> oh it's a very good movie and it is of course Coco, Coco. Carter missed that one Carter's- Coco <laughs> <laughs> it's the first movie in our Pixar series Pixar, Pixar picks pick, pick what picks, picks your Pixar Pixar no, I'm hardly uh, I'm so bad at that <laughs> I'm just like Pixar picks on a picks on a picks on a Pixar <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like. 
Like there's no, y'all are so good at it. There's no way for me to behi- like hide behind a couple of good words. I'm just like picks, picks, picks. That's picks, how I felt picks, about picks, your picks, greet, picks, 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 yeah. picks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Some you of can, us are good at something. You can greet though, and I could say the name of our series that we came up with, which Excellent. of course, by the way, is Pixar, Pixar picks. picks. Pick, pick what what's picks your Pixar picks are. I really tried. I literally just tried. We can do that every week for the next two months. That'll be fun. Okay, I am mad about this movie. Huh? You want to know why? Yes. It shouldn't be last place. It's tough. It's so good. Yeah. I will say. I'm I happy it made it. I also like that we were revealing the next movie every week, right? Because yeah. we're not going to show them like everything. Correct. Show y'all everything. Sorry, I'm talking to the to the people out there. But uh, I was <laughs> pleased with the top set. It's hard, right? Yeah. I wasn't devastated by our top seven. Mm-mm. Um, but yeah, Coco, I thought might be higher than this. I also thought it's crazy that, that Cars 2 is everybody's favorite. Oh, dude, it's crazy oh, that no. we're just doing Coco and then Cars 2 a bunch. Oh, no. It's funny. For every uh, number in the title of that movie, that's how many votes it got. <laughs> <laughs> so Cars got zero. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way the inverse is not Listen, true. if you're right. out there and you love Cars. Sorry. Go away. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a fine movie. Yeah. <laughs> The first one exclusively, but we're not talking about cars. We're talking about Coco and what I'd love to do. If, if, if I might be so bold, I'd love to get a synopsis from you there. Doge Dozier. Dozier. This week's synopsis is written by an IMDB user named D Allen Wilson, hmm. who apparently works for an outlet called comedy Ecom. D Allen writes, <laughs> I can't believe this name right now. Young Miguel simply loves music, but his family has a mysterious ban on anyone from their clan performing music. The ban dates back for many generations, yet Miguel dreams of becoming an accomplished musician just like his idol, Ernesto de la Cruz. Longing to prove his musical talents, Miguel finds himself in the technicolor land of the dead. Along his way, he meets the charming trickster Hector, and together they set out to find the real story behind his family's mysterious ban on music. Interesting. I don't know. Clan is the word I would use. Probably family, maybe. Yeah, family seems more appropriate. Yeah, I guess it's. I guess it's more appropriate. Clan feels Viking. Maybe he watched Brave and was like, "So this doesn't seem like Coco, but I know what it's supposed to be about." Uh, He got really confused. He was like, "This is weird, but okay, I guess." The whole time, Uh, Miguel's like, "If you could change your fate, would would (laughs) you?" Jeez. Yeah, there's a lot more a lot more curly red hair in this movie than it's I was surprising. anticipating. Surprising. There's so much will of the wisps in this movie. I'm very confused about Brave. the sheer number of bows and arrows. <laughs> Brave was actually the first like cultural Pixar. Yeah, yeah movie. I think that's true. And that threw me off because I was I was thinking Coco. But then to find out it was the second, I was like, what's the other one? Oh, cars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cars. Yeah. Oh, no, it's definitely brave. Cars, a.k.a. Common. my culture. Um, I'm, you know. Rascal Flats, flame t-shirts. Is Rascal Flats in cars? They say Life is a highway, highway yeah, dude. That's right. That's funny. It's like you forgot Gasp. that you want to ride it all night long. Oh. Guffaw. If, if you're moving my way, I'll tell you that. We're about to talk. <laughs> we're doing the whole song. I know we're <laughs> No, we'll stop there. We'll stop there. I saw uh, Rascal Flatts perform a little over a year ago. I love that video. I know. I sent y'all a video. video. I think about it often. They (laughs) 
bombed. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. It's not very good. There, and I guess I didn't realize some people's voices are better for bombing. <laughs> yeah. His yep. is not. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. His hairstyle hasn't really changed since about 2001. I, I actually don't think that it has moved since 2001. He just, it is, he, he is I, mostly jail. The most permanent perm that has yes. ever existed. I'm pretty sure it's a hat like Toad. <laughs> It's like, you'll never believe what he looks like without his hair. It's, it's Darth <laughs> Vader every morning. Just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. There's no reason for me to suspect anything else. Hey, Coco, though, please. I'm like, Coco, why are we though? doing this yep. to this good, good movie? So do y'all remember the first time you saw this? Uh-huh. I do. Did you see it in theaters? No. Yes. I did not. Okay. I what was it, it like? Because the colors in this movie are out Rageous. It's an amazing theater experience. Pixar in general, like even when Toy Story and Bugs Life were coming out and this yeah. this kind of animation was new, you're just like focusing. It's hard to focus on things. Yes. Like you're like, this is created. Yeah. Like there are humans right. that made these things. But in Coco, it felt like another level. Yeah. Like this movie, you understand why it took like six years right. yeah. to produce. But I like, especially when we get to the land of the dead. Like to see it on the big screen. This 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 would Unreal. have been one that was that was worth seeing. If there's ever a re-release of Coco, oh yeah, absolutely, definitely do it because it's it's an experience. It was great. I loved it. Yeah. Every time every time they cross the bridge into the land of the dead, Callie is just in awe. I mean, something about colors. Callie gets so into like the color of a movie, and when when they cross and you just see the scale and the blues and the oranges, Dude, the, well, it doesn't uh, feel like it's repetitive. I don't. It right. doesn't feel like they just went copy paste did you guys notice all the skulls in the architecture yes. there are some skulls that are even forced perspective where it's like there's not a skull there but the buildings are aligned cool. and it makes a skull in the way that they overlap or it's don't overlap unbelievable yeah unbelievable super super cool so the flower petal bridge is also awesome i've never seen anything like that but no. like when hector falls through it when he yeah. tries to cross over the first time yeah that's so it's cool awesome. yeah i uh, like that was almost my super pump, and I don't want to bait anybody into going ahead and doing this so early. But just the animation, yeah. Um, which sometimes in you're going to animated a, movies, it, feel, it yeah, almost you're going to have like a rough a, seven weeks if that's yeah. if that's what you almost super pumped right now. Right, right, right. So I I'm gonna I'm gonna super pump early, but it's because now feels like he the specifically time. said, dude. Carter specifically said, I don't want to bait anybody else to doing it this early. This well, but me. I, I need fine. to, no, no, no. But I, I want us to have this conversation early in this episode because the more I thought about it, there's so much to love in this movie. There's so many things I do love, but there's one thing above all else for me um, that, that I just love so much. So there, there are a few things in this world that just like, without a doubt will make me emotional. Yep. Uh, one is kindness um just like unabashed kindness um so like the show we saw the musical that doge and i saw and carter saw the night before um come from away it's a story about kindness and it just made me so emotional the whole time just watching people be kind to one another with no expectation for what would be returned to them that always is going to get to me yep um another is um self-sacrifice for the good of other people another is um sort of raging against your quote unquote um, like design in order to be better. Yeah. But the the one for this movie that just like the whole time, all I can do is just smile and, you know, over and over again, tears well up in my eyes because all I can think about is the representation of people that are not white in this movie. Yeah. yeah. That, I don't know. There's just something about this movie that, 
all I can do is just be thankful when I watch it. Um, and I, I don't want to go too deep into this because honestly, there's a lot of me that just doesn't feel like this is my story to tell with Coco, but yeah. just watching it and thinking that there are kids and adults watching that are just go, getting to go f- finally. Did you know when oh, this yeah. when this was released in Mexico, it became the country's highest grossing movie? That doesn't surprise it beat, me. It beat Avengers. It beat it's Avengers, so yeah. it's so wonderful. Yeah. Just like every every depiction, every well, it's moment. So, it's so huge that people and we talked about this years ago on our Black Panther episode. But like the fact that that the experience of looking at a movie and saying, I see myself when I see my culture represented is no longer limited to people like us. Right. But that's something that more people are getting to share. Right. That's so great. And, and it's, it's hard. It's hard for, I think a lot of times it's hard for me to put myself in those shoes because what movie hasn't been made exactly. for me yeah. in ever. But, but well, I think a- empathy comes into play for me, at least when I watch movies like this and I'm just like, ugh. You just know yeah. that there is some kid who is like, it, it's what I'm it's familiar me. with. It's I'm here. Miguel. It's yeah. on yeah. the TV. Oh, it, it, it's so cool. Absolutely. Too. There can't me. like any kind of argument that it's not good for business is completely destroyed. It's bananas. Yeah. This made like a hundred and it made 850 million. It's Pixar's best opening weekend ever. Like, sure. But to, to me, but I'm thing, saying like for like, if, if there had, there have been reasons before that it's like, well, we have to play to our demographic. Sure. Sure. When we're producing things, which is so ridiculous. And this, I'm saying it destroys it. Right. Yeah. We had, we had a Korean movie win best picture. Right. And it yeah. feel legitimate, Ugh. you know, and, and I, I just, I'm getting chills. I don't yeah, know what it's it, really it, cool. It just makes me so happy. I love the, uh, homogenization, I guess, homogenization of our world. Like let's, let's all get together. I don't know. It yeah. just makes me so yeah. happy. Not a melting pot, but a quilt. Yeah. Yeah. I see you. That's yeah. good. You know, rate this movie, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, that is my super pump. And, um, it, it, as I was thinking about it, it felt a little cop outy because it felt like it, it's like saying my super pump is that the movie exists, yeah. but bingo. I think even before we get into plot too, it is just so saturated with thoughtfulness. Oh my goodness. I think in, in, in the way that they animate things in all the little things that are in here, uh, and then like the legitimate, like narrative driving thoughtfulness of the movie. Yeah. It, 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 it feels like it was just loved up real, real good. Let's talk about yeah. the guitar while we're talking about yeah. animation. Um, those th- that's right. Okay. Yeah. That's my super pump. Oh really? Hey, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that's why I was not wanting to go there right now, but <laughs> no. it's okay. We'll be overtly positive at the beginning of this movie. Uh, yeah. My super pump is the fact that, that all the musicians are actually playing their instruments. Yeah. I mean, they're not real musicians and not real instruments, but like they have been animated, like their, their fingers, fingers are moving yeah, correctly. Right like it's, it's all yeah. happening appropriately and it's absolutely brilliant. How so. hard is like, that's gotta be hard, right? I'm just thinking of the, of the process for this movie, yeah. like had to be so weird. Cause typically the movie is made concurrently as the score. Like the score is finished well after the movie is done. Right. But this one, like, Remember Me had to be written first yeah. so they could start animating right. that. And, like, the parts had to be tracked and recorded and they had to land. Like, Remember Me is going to be this way. Yeah, yeah. it's done now. Uh, and Un Poco Loco is going to be this exact right. way. Yep. There's there's something, I think, to be said for there are a ton of moments uh, where um, I, I, I play, like, a lot of acoustic guitar in my life. And there are moments where, like, Miguel, like, picks up his guitar, or bumps it into something, and it just makes sounds that are like, yep. Yeah, that's, that's what it does. That's what it that's sounds what it like. Does, yeah. Like that is the sound of 
of bonking a string when you move your hand or, you know, accidentally knocking into a cabinet when you're walking by with your guitar. Like, that's what it sounds like. Yep. I don't know. There's even something the, about that. that even the detail. I've never seen this in an animated musical before. So the fact that Coco does it and animated musicals haven't, I think is super special. But like seeing Dela Cruz's like the bottom of his throat vibrate while he's singing. Yeah. In time with his vibrato. Yes. Just, I think you're talking about the thoughtfulness Absolutely, of it. It's just yeah. like that to me is like, that is a completely other level. Like I don't see that in Frozen or Tangled or Moana. Sure. Yeah. Even though those movies are great and they're beautifully and lovingly animated, there's just something about this that's like, okay, that's clearly Pixar. And those yeah. others are, are not Pixar trying to doing Pixar style, but like Pixar invented this yeah, and like sure. they're the it's, best. This one just feels a little more visceral. Yes. Well, and as, as much as this movie feels like a love letter to Latino culture, I think it also feels like a love letter to music in that way, where a lot of the thoughtfulness is put towards the musicianship and the, yeah. the depiction of the way music makes people feel and, and well, transforms a room or whatever. I, I It made me realize how little other Pixar movies have the main characters singing. Never. It's like never, yeah. right? Is it yeah. only Coco? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, this like, is the like only Like singing Pixar movie. songs from the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the first one. Because it doesn't I, have because this one doesn't have Randy Newman. Right. right. Well, because part of me wants like I'd love to see more. No, of this. I have to say goodbye. <laughs> no, trust me, I think of Randy Newman in every theme yeah. song. He'd be good at all of them. <laughs> Remember this time me. you hear me say guitar. <laughs> my words will never be. Oh my goodness. Till you're in my arms again. Remember me. Remember me. <laughs> Yeah, he would speak that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so good. Randall. Remember me, kid. <laughs> Remember me, boy. <laughs> <sighs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Coco. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I, we go down a Randy hole sometimes, and it's just impossible Ew. to claw back out. <laughs> Yikes. Let's talk about Abuelita. Yeah. She's a great character. She's amazing. Yeah. She's she awesome. is so good, and she is the... Do you, would you say, no, she's definitely not. She is, is she an antagonist in some way? Yeah, I think so. Cause she's trying to like, she's the family's representative. She's what's been holding everything together of saying like no music. Sure. You feel like everybody under her, which we see his massive family are doing this because of her, what so she remembers. This movie is, is pretty classic Pixar storytelling yep. in that it's a four act structure with an external conflict and an internal conflict. Think of the Incredibles is a pretty clear distillation of a four act structure. So I'm not going to spoil that episode sure. by talking about that movie. Not that that one, not that that one or anything, but cause one, two, one, one just means it made but, the list. It didn't mean it's number one. Exactly. But, uh, the four act structure typically looks like there's some sort of external antagonistic force. And then in act three, we resolve that force, but there's still some sort of tension left to manage. Yeah. Uh, we talked, I think in lethal weapon about how lethal weapon tried to do a four act structure like yeah, that. Right. And then the conflict locks were just not there. No. Well, they made the most, they made the, the most uh, physically pressing threat. The one in the fourth act. Exactly. Right. So, so I think Abuelita's line of conflict with Miguel is, is more drawn in like, this is an expectation. This is a situational yep. conflict. This is part of the storytelling uh, that made Game of Thrones great at the beginning is that it's yep. characters responding to external pressures, which is not typical Hollywood storytelling. Typically, it's a personal conflict rather than a societal sociological conflict. Right. right. So Acts 1 and 4 really track that sociological conflict and Acts 2 and 3 really track the personal conflict with Ernesto de la Cruz. Right. Yep. Very good. I love it. And like 
with, with I love too with her using the shoe. I mean, she's literally using yeah, like what the family hangs their hat on right to to uh, punish. You know, it's yeah. like this is what you will do. She, it's with this when, when she, she throws, throws her shoe it. at the dog and she's like, go, 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 go get go, my go. shoe. Yeah. Oh, did you, did so you after she beat that mariachi in uh, Plaza de la Cruz, <laughs> she spins her shoe like it's a gun yeah. and slips <laughs> it back on her foot. That was so funny. <laughs> so funny. Oh my gosh. There's there's little things like that throughout. <laughs> That I, I really love. Yeah. Um, there's something so, to me, special about Miguel in his attic with the TV and his, like, crappy guitar. Yeah. Just practicing. Just going. He almost know. has, like, an ofrenda for yeah. someone that he doesn't yet realize that's in or his Taylor family Cruz. that he doesn't yet realize is not in his family. You know, right. it's yeah, like... Yeah. And it's showing his... That's, that's the thoughtfulness, too. I feel like it's just so... There's not a part where they're lazy. I was telling the guys before we started recording, I don't, I'm not sure yet what my super dump is. Sure. Because I, I, it's a little bit more glaring sometimes, even in good movies. But yeah, I think it's, uh, I love one of my favorite parts of the movie is anytime we see old Ernesto de la Cruz, like yeah. movies. Yeah. And like songs like, from like like over the top. Yes, yeah. exactly. So much like Elvis. Yeah. And, uh, man. Yeah, I just love him in there. And the first yeah. time that we see that, I think that's the first time that you're like, oh, this is actually playing guitar. Yes. Because they very right. much, and they're not trying to just like, hey, if you, and you can't tell very well. It's like, no, we zoom in on the hands. Right. Yeah. And we're kind of flexing here. And the vibration of the strings yeah. even. Yeah. It's crazy. I've never seen anything like it's that. It's crazy. I haven't either. Um, even live action, like you rarely get like people actually playing the notes on the instrument. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something that was really fun that I saw, especially when there's such a twisty movie like this one. Uh, is the uh, breadcrumbs that they kind of leave for you ahead of time. Did you see about how, because, you know, the skull on the guitar has a gold tooth. Uh Like it's it's clearly. It's Hector. It's Hector. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's so funny. I didn't even think about that. And they both have the dimple. Right. And the same place with their smile. I didn't even think about that. That's very interesting. No dimple. Dimple. No dimple. Dimple. (laughs) That's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot. Can we talk about the name of the movie real quick? Yeah. Um, so what what do you think it was that led to naming this movie after the matriarch of the family? Well, it was going to be uh, Dia de Muertos. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. But they, they, so the technical, it's technical to say Dia de Muertos, not Dia de los Muertos. Right. right. And Disney was trying to get the rights to call it, essentially change the name of the holiday for for making this movie. And there was huge backlash yeah. from, from the Latin community. Like Mexican community community was like, no, you can't do this, and so they were like, fine, we'll just name it after the patriarch. So like, uh, in Brazil, matriarch, matriarch, sorry, in Brazil, it's not called Coco, because if you do the wrong pronunciation, uh-huh. that means poop. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's called I think Vida, uh-huh. La Vida. Oh, and she is not Coco anymore. She's like Grandma Inez. Yeah, really? which is so interesting. But yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I think. I think Coco is, I think when you first saw the name, I know I did. I thought that's the name of the kid. Right. Sure. Yeah. But it's Miguel. It's like everybody thinks Link is Zelda. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. And but then I, our names are all two chunks. Yeah. Right. All that to say, outside all the trivial things, I think it's because she's really central to the story. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah, without the her, emotional heart of the movie. Yeah. 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 But yeah, but you you don't know that. I'm all for it. But I'm, I just figured it's interesting to talk about because I don't think you know how much how important she is right at the beginning does it feel like if toy story is called andy a little <laughs> yeah maybe a little, i don't maybe. know it's like i'm yeah. trying to think of another way you could have done that but yeah and and 
I don't know. It's the, like if you call Monsters Incorporated Boo, I think is probably the most oh, one-to-one yeah. that we could get. Which actually which is kind of creative. Pretty good name yeah. It would be called that now. Pixar names everything one word now. Yeah. So it would be called Boo now. That's true. Probably. Boo now. Boo now. Boo now. Boo too. <laughs> boo to you too. Back to boozeness. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Here we go. So there's a lot of stuff that happens um, in their little town at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, Santa Cecilia. It, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Their, their town is very vibrant, but the, to me, I think the movie really takes off about the time Miguel steals the guitar. Yeah. So first of all, what a wild idea. Really though. To yeah. steal a guitar from a mausoleum. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty unbelievable, right? Do we, do you guys think that Ernesto de la Cruz's real bones are in that coffin. Because that thing almost slides open. Because he almost accidentally put his foot through Ernesto de la Cruz's rib cage. Or are his real bones not there because his bones are his body now? Oh. That's a totally no, different podcast. because they, they pass through, <laughs> the ghosts pass through the living in the real world. Well, yeah, but are his bones there or is matter transmuted into the land of the dead? No, you're I saying think- that you think that they live in a unit. Coco is in a universe where bones don't exist. I'm saying they do exist, but they're no longer on this plane because we can see that matter can cross from this plane to the land of the dead. But, but in Coco, because Coco, because, because it shows us that Miguel does that. He crosses from this plane to the land of the dead and he is no longer present in this, on this plane. So if you're saying that in the Coco universe, (laughs) if someone who practices, Celebrating Dia de Muertos, dies and is buried, and then you go dig up their grave, it's empty. I'm saying we cannot prove that it's not. We almost could. We almost could if they'd have the courage to show us that, that coffin I've sliding all the way open. a bunch of cowards. Bunch of but here's cowards. the thing. I think we have to at least consider the possibility that there are no bones in the universe of Coco. Because the only bones are people who are now made of bones. No, what I'm what I'm more interested to talk about <laughs> is if in the universe of Coco, the skeletons ma- do have lips. <laughs> that's true. If their lips are yes. part of their skeleton, that's that I'm interested in. That's a conversation. You know what I'll Miguel have. could never do? Because hmm. lips are made of bone. That's true. So trumpets out. Trumpets out. Nobody can ever play trumpet again. Nobody can kiss. It'd be like pecking like a bird eating seeds. Oh my goodness gracious! I mean, it's just really hard. I mean, <laughs> I'm confident that it is. Sometimes these kind of things frustrate me, these conversations, but then I'm like, where else are people going to get it? We have to differentiate ourselves. I don't understand other- what could possibly be frustrating about this conversation. <laughs> you are We're just trying to definitively once and for all prove I think the existence I think or non-existence good. of bones in the Coco universe. That's true. I'm glad we can do that. Sorry you don't want to contribute to this scholarly research, Carter. I'm, I'm trying to have okay. a conversation that the world has been- That was a shot. <laughs> Carter, are you okay? I'm fine. Carter? The reveal that he has- gone to the new plane yeah is kind of crazy and oh, really, yeah. because you've got the the uh night watch just walking <laughs> through him yes i think i don't think it was risky but pixar had a lot of confidence in the way that they presented this story about 98 percent about death yeah yeah but for, it doesn't feel dark kids yeah we we watch a couple people die on screen the only time we ever do yeah well Chelsea brought up uh, Bing Bong. Yeah. Which you, I guess that counts. Sure. But why cry yet? We've seen people die on screen. We saw Syndrome die on screen. 
We did? Yeah. On gets, screen or is it? Sometimes the they, no, they, all look, they all look away. It shows their reaction to the explosion. We don't see the plane blow up. Mm-mm. Yeah. Because I think we actually see huh. to death. Ernesto drops to his knees dead from poison in this movie. We watch it happen. Yeah, that's true. And uh, then we do not see Ernesto Hector. It's Hector. Hector and then we do right. see, we do see Hector get smooshed by that bell twice. That's, that's Ernesto. That Ernesto. <laughs> Ernesto gets squished by the bell twice. Is that not what I just said? You, you said you, Hector. You swapped my swap. <laughs> you, you goofed me is what you did. <laughs> I did goof you. You swipped me. Hey, I tried to swap it back. Did the ghost bell kill ghost Ernesto? Saw that trivia too. The director says, um, what actually ends up killing Ernesto is that people don't want to remember him anymore. Yeah. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah. So the bell does not. Yeah. So that was He's just, still hanging out down there and they're just very morbidly waiting for him to disappear. I so yeah. no one left him under the bell. Yeah. He's trapped <laughs> like under there. Here now. Pretty bad. Like an igloo, but terrible. So speaking of terrible things, <laughs> shout announcement. <laughs> <laughs> It's shout announcements. Hey guys, (laughs) welcome to shout announcements. It's the part of the show where we give shout outs and also make announcements. You know, in the middle of Pixar picks, pick what picks your Pixar Pixar. Pixar Pixar. All I can think is what's next. There's so many options. There's so many movies. There's so many good things to watch and consume and enjoy. And I think it's important that you know what's on the horizon. And right now what's on the horizon is a house. That house is attached to a bunch of balloons. It's floating in the air. Because next week we will review Pixar's Up. Around the world in 80 days. (laughs) Yeah, Jackie Chan's Around the World in 80 Days. (laughs) Speaking of other Pixar movies that we're going to be talking about, uh, all you folks that are part of our official chunky demographic, which means that you support us on Patreon for the measly price of three bucks a month. Danke. All you official chunkies, you're going to get to hear us talk about, uh, you know, I feel like we've been overwhelmingly positive about Pixar so far. Half Just an about episode, a bunch of movies. Half an episode into our Pixar picks, pick what picks your Pixar, Pixar series. And... I think it's time to just sprinkle that in with a little bit of real world negativity. And so instead of talking about the movie that won the most votes or that people even voted for at all, <laughs> you special official chunkies, you're going to get to hear our review of Cars 3, which oh. is statistically our listeners' least favorite Pixar flick out of all the Pixar flicks and that have ever flicked. the worst Pixar movie. I've never seen it. I haven't either. I haven't either. Maybe it's the least favorite movie that's ever been a part of any survey we've ever given. Yeah. It got, I, don't, I don't remember anything getting this it less. Got, uh, a total of two? Two total votes. That's including <laughs> so the it, Patreon special yeah. poll. Including the Patreon <laughs> official poll. Which got, gave it zero votes. Which gave it zero votes. So as you're listening to the way that we're distributing our content, you may go, huh, that's weird that you're giving people who didn't want this movie a review of this movie. Bingo. But, hey, <laughs> both, of you, so bold. both of you out there that voted for <laughs> Cars 3. They, they're not Patreon members, that's may for I sure. Because they don't say, care about movies enough. <laughs> this is your highway, and you got to get on it, and you got to ride it. Straight to Patreon and pay three bucks a month to hear us talk about apparently one of your favorite Pixar movies. I bet that either the people that picked Cars 3 either did it as a joke or 
was a parent voting as a proxy for a child that likes to listen to our podcast. Yes. Regardless, some of that good quality Cars 3 content is going to be coming your way from us over on our Patreon this month. And if I may, uh, ka chow That's what we all like to like, say. What can we do to substitute the great car movie of Fast 9? Cars 3. Cars 3. <laughs> <laughs> if I want to scratch that itch, I still get to scratch that itch. Now, with all that great Cars 3 content coming your way, you may be wondering, well, gosh, what else are they going to do for me? I know that that's amazing, but I want something more. And the good news is that if you're an official Chunky, you're going to get to vote uh, in our Spring Delirium poll that we're having over on Mini Mondays. You're going to help us decide which Pixar characters move from the Elite Eight to the Final Four. So you're in charge of four of the most important matchups. Outside of the championship. In history. Official Chunkies, we know how much you love Lightning and his friend Mater, so you might get to vote for them. Maybe not. <laughs> uh, I would I would love everyone to even while if you're driving right now, don't even you don't have to pull over. I mean, you got to get somewhere. Just go ahead and take out your phone with both hands. <laughs> take your eyes don't, off the road. Take don't your eyes this. off the road. Don't look, do this. Look straight. Speaking down. of cars, guys, don't uh, do this. Speaking of cars, they're alive. They can drive themselves, dude. Stop follow, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, please. Rate and review us, please. Uh, we are currently eighty uh, first. In the world, which is crazy for TV and film, not reviews, TV and film. We're even ranked in the news category. Ooh. And that's probably because of because the, of the, the news. new bit yeah. called In the News. <laughs> Surely that's what got us on the map. <laughs> All the people working the algorithm for Apple were like, did they say, did they say news? news? Up, up, up. It's like, like <laughs> stockbrokers or something. Oh, I don't know R.I.P. how that works. R.I.P. R.I.P. Stock. Rip. Um, but yeah, take some, take some stock in us. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going anywhere. Take, we're take not a bear market. One thing and, and put it into to Patreon. We have to go back to the show before the power of shout announcements becomes too much. Look at your hands. All of my hands are shouts. My hands are turning into bones. Oh. I am bones now. <laughs> my lips, they're so hard. <laughs> I am bones now. My lips. I'm just repeating everything. <laughs> I'm just repeating. I'm just repeating everything. My eye sockets are so ornate. <laughs> And we're back to the podcast episode of Two Chunks and a Hunk. Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everybody. Doge and I Pixar just touched picks. toes because Pick we're what barefoot. Pixar, Pixar, Pixar. Hey! It came to me from a dream. <laughs> so good. Thank you. I heard a voice. I want to talk about <laughs> As my if super dump. Some thunder. Super dump. Yeah. Oh, 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 Tell me oh, this. oh, oh. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's flimsy. <laughs> when... Miguel? Not like these skeletons hard beak like beak mouths. <laughs> <laughs> when Miguel goes to um the land of the dead, uh, I almost called it the shadow realm like Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Miguel is banished to the shadow realm. <laughs> when Miguel goes to the land of the dead and uh meets up with his family and they take him to uh, the local law enforcement and they give him his blessing and he immediately steals the guitar again. That's so dumb. And it's my super dump. Explain. Yeah. Um, it's the immediate stealing of the guitar again. That is just so goofy to me. Like I know that As in like that doesn't track from a character motivation standpoint. You're talking about at the end. No, 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 oh, oh, oh. right when they get there and she gives him the blessing and he goes back and he feels his body and then sneaks up and then grabs the guitar and teleports right back to the room in the land of the dead again. Oh, so just, just for a couple of things. Um, one, it just feels strange to like, 
I know that he saw his family and stuff and that was cool, but he was terrified when it first happened and really wanted to go back home. So the idea that it was like worth the risk to him again feels a little weird um, to me. But then also, um, and maybe more importantly, when it first happened, he did not teleport directly back to where his family was. He just became a ghost yeah. right where he was standing. And then this time he grabs the guitar and immediately plonks back where everybody is. So yeah, the whole thing just doesn't really work for me there. Again, mm. I acknowledge yeah. that it's flimsy. I get it. But yeah, it just doesn't really work for me. So I think with I think from a character motivation standpoint that we're we're supposed to think that Miguel values like his his imagined future as a music superstar more than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? More I, than like I honoring his you. family. To me that is just a weird blip in between the offering of the blessing and him leaving because he doesn't want to accept a blessing that involves no music. Yeah. It feels like we had to find a way to show that, like, I don't know that we needed that. Like, Oh, they're serious. It really won't work if he plays music. Like, I think we were already ready to buy into that. Right. Yeah. I I think that's valid. I think that's what I mean is just like the fact that this all happens when I feel like it could have been, I am not, I am not taking this blessing if it means I give up what I love period. The end, like let's, let's hash it out in an argument. Let's let the guy be like, if you do break this, you will come straight back here. Yeah. And we don't have to show it. You know, and and normally show don't tell is great, but here it just feels like a weird, tiny little side road that we take. Yeah. Or even if it's like if you if you go back and you even so much as whistle again, then I don't know where you'll go, but it won't be here. Basically, it was just like you might just cease to exist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Just feels valid. Makes sense. Doesn't bother me, but I understand why it would bother you. Yeah. Somebody like you. Somebody like me. Yeah. Who Somebody watches like, movies the way uh, you do. In that scene, I love the clerk character. Oh my gosh. Yes. With his glasses taped to his head. Yes. Yes. It's Gabriel Iglesias. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. That's cool because I don't think he's funny. <laughs> so, oh, I think he's I think funny and hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. So. I don't want to be overly negative right here coming off of the high of shout announcements. Sure. Like when, uh, Like when they, I know what you're going to say. When they randomly have uh, electricidad in this movie, George Lopez from Oh yeah, Sen- Shark Girl, like Senor Electricidad. Yeah, yeah. It, was, hey, it was weird. weird. It was weird, but the fact that it's we cool had that Robert Rodriguez got to direct a Pixar movie. That <laughs> oh my gosh, and it's just all his kids. Yeah, his kids it's are just, just in it, yeah. and they wrote it, and they wrote the music for it, and it's about them. it's about their dreams. Yeah, yeah. Um, dream, 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 dream. Yep, dream, there it is. Dream. But the weird thing <laughs> to me is that I feel like. And this, I would love to track this over the course of our series because it seems like Pixar is really great at the big emotional payoff at the end of act three going into act four of their four act structure that they typically do. But sometimes our conflict lock in the middle is pretty weak. Sure. Um, we talked, uh, I think during during our Lethal Weapon review, I brought up uh, Aladdin, Disney's original, the real Aladdin with Robin Williams, not the fake Aladdin with the Fresh Prince. Yeah. The real Aladdin. Um, <clears throat> Aladdin's needs and wants kind of go together. Like Aladdin wants to be seen as a rich person, but Aladdin, the character needs to to understand that wealth does not equal value. Um, and this is all, that that analysis of Aladdin is taken from a really excellent video essay by Lindsay Ellis. If you're into that kind of mm-hmm. thing, definitely check out Lindsay Ellis on YouTube. Um, but I think if we track, if we track Miguel's needs versus wants, I don't know that, that Ernesto de la Cruz is the, is presented as the correct antagonist for those. Because Miguel's want is to become a famous musician like Ernesto de la Cruz. Sure. And what he needs to see is that family uh, and a loving community 
is more important than being a famous and successful musician. And so I would argue that a vindictive, vengeful, murderous Ernesto de la Cruz does not answer either one of those really. So can I, may may I throw a wrench? Yeah, go for it. To me, and I thought about this last night while I was watching it, this movie is not uh, Miguel's emotional journey. This movie is the, we are watching his family's transformation through Miguel's lens. The journey to me is not Miguel has to learn that family's more important than his dreams. It is that his family has to learn that they can still love him and let his dreams exist. And he does some learning too. Then I think the re- the resolution of this conflict is wrong. Sure. That he goes, goes back and like loves his family and is all about the ofrenda. No, and no, then no, I think there's both. The song that he's singing is our love for each other will go on forever with every beat of our proud chorus own. But right? doesn't it's the like, automatic message become that he's singing it? You know what I mean? Like, isn't the fact that he's singing about family, doesn't that mesh those two? I don't know. Cause to me, I think the whole thing, like I think De La Cruz, like he should have gotten down there and found that, yeah, he's this famous musician, but people won't like, he has no family. He has nobody to be around him. Uh, unless he's performing basically if he's just like if he's traded all the personal connection that miguel has and miguel because the whole thing is i don't want to be a part of this family and then he runs away to the land of the dead sure but it is isn't he i don't want to be a part of this family because maybe i just have interpreted it differently but to me it's i don't want to be a part of this family because they they don't they they won't listen to me they don't support me they don't love me and yes he he does learn like sometimes Family is more important than I've given it credit for, but also his family learns we were wrong about music and passing this judgment on Miguel, who we love. So to me, that that creates a less interesting protagonist who is right the whole time. No, no, but he's not right. the whole. That's what I'm then saying. What does Miguel learn? Miguel does learn the importance of family. But what, how does that change his actions? So I think Miguel is enamored by and invested in something that we find out is essentially uh, wrong. Right. So, and you've already both said this, but like he ends up wanting to be Ernesto de la Cruz, especially when he finds out it's his great, great grandfather. Yeah. Ernesto de la Cruz had the same motivations Miguel does in this movie. It is about music. I don't care that this person I'm about to kill, I know he has a family. It is assumed that it is close enough with this relationship that he knows Hector is about to go home to his wife and young daughter. Right. Yeah. But he says, I care about music so much. I will kill family. And then when Miguel figures this out, and that actually later after that, we find out, wait, he killed my family? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Again, so I think he's learning how much his passions can be like wrong. I think he, it it does seem like everybody wins. It's Pixar, but it does seem like he gets to have both. Yeah. Music and family. Well, Aladdin gets to have both. Aladdin gets to have Jasmine know who he really is and he gets to be a prince. Sure. Right. Right. So I think, um, I'll I'll go ahead and do my super pump now. I think Ernesto de la Cruz is the best villain in Pixar. Okay. Personally. Uh, Because he's the worst. I think he's awful. We actually see him throw what he knows is a live boy off of a cliff. We see him murder somebody. For for fame. Because it was just a snowball of music. And so, and I'm not trying to hijack your super dump. And I don't think it's like a super counteractive thing to say Ernesto. I'm sure y'all agree that he's awesome. Yeah, he's great. Um. But yeah, I just think that he is just so incredibly selfish. And it and this is so weird. It's so concentrated right now because it goes into my super dump that I don't think in the land of the dead, there should be. And again, I'm this white boy that doesn't know any better. 
but and I don't know all the lore. I don't think there should be economic standing in the land of the dead. It feels weird to me. Yeah. That there's like there still seems to be poor people and rich people. Right. And again, there's things like in hell, which is totally different. Like there's rings, right? Like yeah. there's levels here. Uh, but it just totally goes against what I would think would be that way. And that it makes Ernesto worse, right? Because you feel like he's got power in a place that who does have power? Like, aren't we all yeah. immortal? And as long as we're remembered, he's just so selfish. Um, but yeah, I think ultimately, I still feel like Miguel is learning that he doesn't want to be Ernesto de la Cruz. Like, I there's, think, there's I a think way we to- have to see that. I think we have to see that played out in him, though, that Miguel has some kind of... And this may be me trying to make it into a hero's journey story or a Grecian mythology story or, or something that it's not trying to be. But I feel like we have to see some sort of fatal flaw in Miguel that we then see magnified in De La Cruz that Miguel is able to say, I am on that road right now and I don't need to be that way. I mean, like similar to like a Christmas story type of thing where it's like when you have these spectral visits, when you go down to the underworld, you're supposed to be confronted with what you will become if you don't change in the land of the living. And I don't, I, isn't it Christmas Carol? Yeah. 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 Isn't it a crippling and overwhelming? Did and I say a Christmas story? You did. Love yeah. I was like, I don't remember doesn't Ralphie go, going to go down shoot and shoot his out. eye out in hell. <laughs> no, isn't it, isn't there fatal flaw that they share music over everything? So then what does Miguel do with that information? Well, I, I assume that when he sees that Ernesto his motivation is let, to save his, his family the whole time. Right. Cause he's thinking, well, First, it becomes. I is want it that to, his motivation changes. First, I want my family to sign sign this autograph. Now yeah. it's like I want to save my family and remember them because I love my real family. Yes, yeah. That turn happens in an instant. That's true. Yeah, I, I, think I just I agree think with that, that there's something there, and maybe I've ident- misidentified it, but there's something in that turn from uh, about the midpoint of Act Three that it seems like our lines of conflict are not as clear yeah. as. As they feel like they are, like yeah. like the emotional catharsis is there a hundred percent because it's Pixar. I think yeah. that's what Pixar does best is emotional catharsis yeah. in spite of often muddy lines of conflict. Yeah. I think that yeah, instant think change that. is not all bad though, because I think the instant change is what gives us one of the biggest surprises in all of Pixar. Like the fact that it flips so quickly yeah. makes it a little yeah. more jarring that Ernesto, who's been wearing white the whole movie, which is usually a sign of a good guy, like yeah. they did everything to let us know outside of like the gold tooth and guitar, like that Ernesto's a good dude. And I mean, it Pixar, switches. Pixar does that kind of character a lot. Like Charles Muntz is that kind of character. That's true. To spoil next week. Uh, Lotso Huggins bear is real similar to that right. where he's pink and fluffy and seems nice. This, this like final confrontation is almost exactly I'll kidnap a thousand children before I let this company <laughs> die from monsters incorporated. Yeah. 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 Like it's, they've done this before. It's For pretty sure. similar, but I still feel like there was looming things about them. Like nothing about the way Charles, you don't get Chris Plummer yeah. to be the voice of someone who you assume is going to help. Like, yeah. Russell. That's true. Like, yeah. And I so don't know. I, I think I just view it as in, in universe and, and maybe this is just me. That's okay. But I think I just view it as like, Miguel's a kid who loves music. It's on his family to decide to support the kid. And and so to me, the, the interesting journey is like, yes, Miguel's on a path to become Ernesto, but he's early on that path. Like his family is the one that can decide. I don't know. To me, there is, well, I always get emotional at the, the part where everybody just shuts up and lets him play yeah, at the yeah. very end and they're all there. And then at the end he's playing and everybody's so excited that he's playing this music. Ah, I don't know. It, yeah. it, 
then me, I think for that moment to work, it feels like we need to have him like refusing to be around Mama Coco and saying, Mama Coco is boring. I don't want to talk to her. I don't want to be part of her family. Like it, Miguel, I just feel like he can't be the static character. And I get, he's like, he's not completely static. He does grow and change slightly, but we have to put the character that the character or the people group that we want to change into the catalytic environment for the lineup, for the, that conflict through line to be sustained by the narrative. Isn't there something to be said for a static character while the world changes around them though? Sure. But we f- should focus on the world in that case. Yeah. I mean, maybe unless the story we're telling is being told through the lens of the static, you know, unless we're following that person to tell the wider story, you know, it, it's, it's, it's looking at Alexander Hamilton to see the story of the revolution. It, it's not that because Hamilton changes, but I'm just saying it's, it's looking through a situation through the lens of a person. It's funny. We talked about the title of this movie. Like it, I think it would be more offensive to me if it was called Miguel. Sure. Yeah. I don't know, but I totally get what you're saying to you. This is great. Like this is, you are seeing a defensive reaction to, uh, hearing, you know, I'm like finding something I want to defend, but you're doing incredible arguments. And I believe a lot of what you're saying. I guess we, I think we all three have a little bit of a different lens on this. Yeah. It seems like maybe, which is good. Like that's good qualities in movies sometimes, but, um, yeah, I just, I, wanna... do, I do see that though. Cause I think we're going to, it's interesting that Coco t- is talked about first. Yes. Cause sure. I think we're going to see maybe not next week, but I think we're going to see movies to where like there is a, that is a Pixar theme of doing that change really well. Right. Of yeah. like. Managing external and like societal and personal conflict really well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and to be it, clear, they do a great job with both of these. It's just that kind of story in a four act structure is really, really hard to nail down those exact lines of conflict all the way through in a way that is clear and able to be distilled into a single sentence or a single idea. Sure. Yeah. I and see that. I think maybe part of what, what is so hard is that it's kind of a Russian nesting doll a little bit of like it's the personal struggle and the societal struggle, but the society is his family. You know, it's not like his town band music or yeah. something like that. I think maybe that's what makes Well, the it, personal line of conflict would be with De La Cruz, which doesn't emerge until the middle of act three. Right. Right. And then the, the societal or sociological conflict is with his family, his society, basically that has said what you want to be is wrong. Right. Right. So maybe everything just feels almost so small scale that it it disappears a little bit occasionally it could be that the very good things about this movie are what make this part harder i think so because yeah. there's just so like they they're just nailing it on other other ways that have so much depth and that yeah. thoughtfulness that we talk about that yeah. you get to something that feels so important and it's not meeting up to the level and it mm-hmm. kind of stands out that way yeah well, I, I think that. i think what we're encountering is that there there is some sort of deficiency in this motivation and this, this resolution type of situation, whether it's like the protagonist is the family and we're not making that clear or whether it's the protagonist is Miguel and then we're not like tracking his conflict well. Right. But I think there's some sort of deficiency here and there's so much other good stuff going on that our brains are filling in the gaps a little bit. Sure. And saying, this yeah. is the act, this is the story that the way all this other stuff makes sense. Right. You think it's we, like, a, it's like a, a, a Corvette with a, like, but at target steering wheel cover on it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, Oh, so great. I wish you'd take that off, but other yeah. than that's really great. Yeah. Do you think we project, do you think we need this more from human characters? I think so. Yeah. Cause we don't have to talk about this with toys. Do you think we're going to talk about that? Cause do we really think of Woody's age? Right. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah. so what is the, 
Like, what do you get to, it's, it's so interesting. Like what yeah. are the values of an inanimate object? I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean this, well, again, I bet this comes up a little bit, maybe in up in inside out in a totally creative, different way. We're, I'm yeah. just talking about everything we're about to talk about. I'm sure, sorry. Yeah. I'm spoiling <laughs> stuff. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if it has a lot to do with this being a very human, even though we're seeing a lot of bones, which are human, but bones. a very human movie. Yeah. There's yeah. not many of those in Pixar. That's true. Yeah. This Incredibles and Brave. Mm-hmm. And the the human animation is so, um, there, there are elements that are so lifelike. You know, it's you, definitely more lifelike than Incredibles. Sure. I've never oh, seen yeah. somebody I mean, that looks like. Ten and a half years. Mr. Incredible. Half. No, I'm talking like about years like, after the I'm talking about anatomically. Yeah. It's like they feel a little bit more. I mean, I've never seen somebody that has a giant square head like Abuelita. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. Mama That's Coco true. looks like a. Raisin. Wow, dude. That, that's what we should do as the memo. Like just three seconds on Instagram. <laughs> Mama Coco looks like a walnut. It's like, man, I can't wait to listen to this one. We're just bashing it. Like people assuming that we just hate this movie. <laughs> yeah, just a super cut of all of our like negative opinions. Yes. <laughs> um, I think my favorite scene is Poco Loco. Yep. I think when he gets up there and sings with Hector. Yeah. I think all of everything going on right here stands out to me, like being in the Plaza de la Cruz to try and make it into like, I thought this was just like the spirit of it. Like this feels like when, when did y'all end up seeing get on your feet? No. uh -uh. The Dallas summer musical It's it's about Gloria Stefan's life basically. Oh wow. So, So Chelsea and I went and we went in with no expectations and came out feeling so filled <laughs> with just happiness and yeah. a party. Cause at yeah. one point it turns into a concert. There's so much a cocoa like this, which is so much of the Mexican culture. Yeah. It's just like everybody get together, like how quickly we can get everybody together and just really celebrate. There's like just so music much and life. And yeah. 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 That's really fun. It's so, so fun. Yeah. And it, it is a great, uh, lens into what that whole holiday is about. Yeah. Cause when you like from the outside looking in, I remember when I first started learning about, Dia de Muertos. I'm like, this is weird. This is weird Halloween. This right. feels yeah. Halloween morbid type stuff, but it's not about that. It's not, not even that close. At all. Yeah. And I'm just, it is offensive to say it's like Halloween. Sure. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? No, and I, I we're I, gonna beep you yeah. for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Might it's be like, more <laughs> offensive if you don't know what the word is. Exactly. The beep. <laughs> um, no, I think that maybe my my favorite scene in the whole movie is right after Miguel sings to Coco. And Coco Yeah, that's my remembers. favorite. Um, it is just such a distillation of everything good about this movie to me. There's, yeah. There's music and then the music causes togetherness and happiness and love. And it just up boils over. That's it for me. That's something I think that we're going to find Pixar does really, really well is that emotional catharsis mm-hmm. at the end of whether it's the external or the internal conflict. That emotional catharsis is almost always perfect in Pixar. Yeah. There's just so many wonderful things about the animation of this movie. How beautiful are the alebrijes? Oh, yeah. They're amazing. They are phenomenal. Also, we didn't even talk about the fact that the dog is named Dante. Yep. Who is the guide to the underworld, right? And And he's guiding. He's Mm -hmm. he's like guiding the narrative. Like he's whenever uh, Hector and Miguel are apart, he freaks out and tries to get them back together. Right. Like Dante knows the whole time. That it's yep. his great great grandfather. Right. So fun. And Dante is a blast. They oh referred to Dante gosh. as a hot dog somebody dropped on the floor of a barber that shop. Is, oh, and I think that, that is so funny. funny. <laughs> really? And that's kind of like And also gross. What a unique Nasty. humor though. Cause like something about the image of that makes kids laugh. 
but adults are like, that's such a creative that view so of what brilliant. this dog looks like. Yes. Right. <laughs> Which this is such a good like microcosm of what Pixar does all yes, the absolutely. time. Because that line works for anybody, no matter how old they yes. are. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. So funny. And Dante, when he turns, I forget he turns into like an official Arebrije. And yeah. it's just like. I would be remiss if I didn't mention my favorite point of animation in this whole movie, which is the waists of all of the skeletons. They've all got like a 12 inch waist. Yeah. And it's just so skinny because it's just spinal cord. <laughs> yeah. And then their hips just out yes. the side. Oh, yeah. it's so brilliant. And uh, fun. I, uh, Chelsea and I watched multiple times when Dante chokes on the eye <laughs> mask stuff. Yes. Oh my Dude, goodness. It, for me, it's when he's chewing on his foot. Yeah. Oh my. And like gosh. gags himself with his own foot. <laughs> yep. Is so funny. Frida's monkey is hilarious. Frida yeah. in general. Frida Kahlo is so funny in this. Yes. So good. Which is the first time anybody's ever said that about a movie, I guess. Yeah. Frida Kahlo's great in so this. So funny in this. There's there's also um Edward James almost as um What's the character's name? The old guy that, that dies. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. He's calling him Cheech. It's so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that whole scene is just uh, the voice acting from sweet. Hector. That guy is, is a big deal. I can't remember. I want to pronounce his name right, but he's phenomenal. Yeah. He's very good. Gael Bernal. Mm-hmm. So, so good. And this, so this remember me in this movie one, this was like the seventh or eighth movie that Pixar won for best animated film. Yeah, sure. And then I think only the third or fourth time it won for best original song. Yeah. But I think these both make, make super sense here. Oh, absolutely. Sure. sure. Yeah. So, um, I guess Would you guys classify Coco as a musical. No, boy, it's close, isn't it? I think it's close, but it's not. I Why say. wouldn't you? Yeah, that's uh, a good question. because I wouldn't think of it as one. They are not. I think and I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I would either, but I'm ready. I'm just, I'm, I can't wait to help you. Uh, they are, they are just singing so, like a song that would, it's like karaoke. Right. Then dialogue. If this is a musical, then school of rock is a musical. Right. Yeah. Like uh, I have to, well, school of rock might be <laughs> because he has actually teaching them. Like he's making up stuff to like have a conversation with them. I don't know. Maybe it is. Math is a wonderful thing. But I think about Lion King and, uh, right all that kinds of stuff. And you're, you're like, when you start busting into lines and it's song. Yeah. I can see what's happening. Yeah. That's what? a musical. And they don't have a clue. Hey, I'm cool. down for a Coco musical though. Yeah. If you can pull like it a, off a on stage, the stage, a stage version oh of Coco would be awesome. It'd be amazing. Well, it's time to write this movie using science, the scientific cinema scale, which of course we created and perfected. And it is as follows. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it. Buy, buy that poster. poster, would you? After that, it's buy it, followed by rent it, and then stream it. After that is forget it, and last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God, God hath forsaken, forsaken us and turned us into just our bones. And our lips are made of bones now, too, also. I, Jordan, am going to buy this movie. I said it. I'm not afraid. What did you say? I'm buying it. Okay. I'm going to buy the movie, but make sure that it comes in a package with the poster yeah. included. Yeah. Fair. Uh, this is so very, very freaking good. Yeah. Yeah. I also buy the poster. And I think maybe the reason it is not higher 
is because it doesn't have the nostalgia yet. I agree. Right. I agree. I think the longer Coco exists. If Coco came out when we were in elementary school, I think it'd be the top of this Pixar poll. 100. I yep. think it would. Very close to. But just because it's not, I think most of our voters, I, that maybe that's a testament to how good it was because most of our voters saw this when they were maybe- Adults already. Yeah. yeah. 20. So yeah, buy the poster for, for Coco. And I bet that poster glows in the dark. I bet it does. Like they're, I would, they're bones when you turn it off. That would make me very happy. Very surprised if it didn't glow in the dark. There it is. Speaking of things that glow in the dark. Our podcast. Our podcasts On your phone screen when you have your brightness up all Just the way. Just make sure you nighttime. expose it to the sun for a little bit so it can charge up with that energy. Which that is bonkers, by the way. Yeah, that is a wild thing I don't feel like I have ever thought through fully. Right? Like, hold this up to the sun so that it soaks up some of its power. Is that true, though? Because those stars that people put on their sun, their ceilings never get sunlight. But they get light from their lamps. <laughs> That's true. Do they just absorb all light? Yes. No. No. Yes. Like they Kirby, do. they just suck suck it all up. I'm telling you that they function exactly like Kirby. Okay, that's all I needed. My favorite Pokemon. That's all I needed. You're saying Kirby? Yes. They meant. I thought you said Herbie. Herbie. Fully loaded. Yeah. Fully, when did this? Fully that's what I meant. What did you mean? Fully loaded up with light and gasoline. I thought the Herbie story. I thought Herbie ate Lindsay <laughs> Lohan. I think Herbie runs on Lindsay Lohan's career. Yeah, so he made that where she made been. that one movie and sucked her dry of all her power. Yeah. And he's just waiting for her to accumulate power again before he can make Herbie even more loaded than we thought he was before. Oh, it's gonna be her Herbie Herbie Overloaded. Overloaded, yeah. Yep. He's a transformer. <laughs> Next week we're continuing our series Pixar Picks, Pick What Picks Your Pixar Pixar with pick number two in the list, which is second to last. So really number six. Pick number six, pick six. That is uh, going to be up, which is a good one. So, so Jordan's going to set that episode out. He's already reviewed it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. To end today's episode, I'd like for us each to say our name and the funniest possible instrument that a main character in an animated movie could be really into. <laughs> for two chunks and a hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders, and the answer is the timpani. Boom! 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 I'm Doge, and uh, our main character has invented a new instrument, and it's called bop boxing, and it's where you beatbox with a bop it. Yes. I'm Carter, and I'm actually, we're sticking with the guitar, Yeah, but it's an unplugged Guitar Hero controller. <laughs> and they're just clicking. They're just, they're just clicking everywhere. Guys, through the fire and the flames. I believe it. That was good. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.